much for this morning, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you're the way maker, that you're the miracle worker, Lord Jesus, that you, you help and you lead and you guide us, Lord God. No matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what is going on in life, you are working. You are working for the good of those who love you, Lord God. You are the one who leads us through even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, Lord God. We know that you're there. We know that you're working. Thank you, Lord God, for being our way maker. Lord Jesus, we ask that you continue to show us your greatness, Lord God. Father, for Dave, as he goes for surgery this coming week, Lord God, we know that you're the miracle worker, the way maker, Lord Jesus. We know in your name, Lord Jesus, the surgery goes well, Lord God, in your name, Lord God. Recovery is quick, Father God. Lord Jesus, we know that he is in your hands. We thank you, Lord God, that you're the miracle worker and you're going to work miracles through and for him, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You're the way maker in his life, Lord God. Thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning. Isn't God good? Amen. Happy 5th of July, everybody. Um, yesterday was 4th of July, and uh, it's, it's always good to be able to celebrate our country and, um, you know, what the good things that have happened in our country. It's always good to look back and, and celebrate um, the good things. And we can recognize that not everybody, every one or every country is perfect. And so, obviously, we've had struggles, but God has brought us through things, and God will continue to bring us through, because right now, our country, again, is struggling a lot. But if we focus on what God can do, because He is the way maker. Amen. Oh, so, um, as many of you know, I'm Pastor Andy. If you don't know, that's who I am. I, that was a weird way to introduce myself, but uh, I'm Pastor Andy, and um, I'm excited to be here and uh, excited to see everyone here. And yeah, our country is in a, in a state of weirdness, I'm going to call it, uh, but God is always working. He's always moving, and so no matter what is happening, God is going to do something amazing when we look through it. Because if we, if we simply look at the right here, right now, because even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, He's always, always working. It's hard to see and hard to feel sometimes. So I was on vacation um, all week, and it was a wonderful time. Robin and I uh, had planned this, this week-long vacation that we were going to go away to this resort, and it was just going to be the two of us. And uh, on Monday, I guess it was, we were like, we kind of miss our little kids. So we ended up driving halfway. We were over in the Poconos, which is about five hours away. Um, but so we drove halfway and met the kids halfway. And so we finished off our vacation with the kids. It was a lot of fun. So we had a little bit of us vacation and a little bit of family vacation. Uh, so it was the best of both worlds. And so I'm thankful that we got to do that and um, celebrate, you know, our family and what God is doing. So because of that, um, I did not prepare for the message as I normally would. I don't have necessarily notes, but as I was praying and, uh, you know, when, when you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, uh, I always ask God what he wants me to preach on randomly in the middle of the night. And so um, I asked him multiple times, and he only said, stand beside her and guide her. So this morning I'm going to be talking 
um, a lot kind of about uh, Independence Day because it was yesterday in our country and what we as believers should be uh, doing in our country, right? Because as, we've, as we know, our country is very odd right now. Our, ver- our country is in a state of um, unemployment like we've never seen. It's getting better, right? But, we've, but there's viruses going on. There's protests going on. There's, there's things going on in our country that is just outrageous right now. Um, and people are predicting that it's going to get worse and all this kind of stuff. But we know God is bigger than, than what we see. But so um, as I was praying about that, uh, the song, God Bless America. So I'm going to read it. I'm not going to sing it because I'm not um, some of the people who sang it. But it says, God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through, through the night with the light from above. From mountains to prairies to oceans white with foam, God bless America, home sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From, mountains, from the mountains to the prairies the, to the oceans white with foam, God bless America. Stand beside her and guide her, land that I love. Isn't that our prayer? Amen. Our, our prayer is that as, as a country, we see God doing something here. We want to stand beside her. We want God to stand beside her and guide her. And we know that because he's the way maker, because he's the miracle worker, because his Holy Spirit came down and ministers to us, we are able to help usher in the presence of God in this country. So what I'm going to talk about this morning is um, from First Chronicles. So the two passages I'm going to read are from First, our Second Chronicles and Second Corinthians. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and so Second Chronicles chapter six is where I'm going to be reading from this morning, uh, verse forty. And so uh, you may not recognize the first part of this, but you will probably recognize or have seen on Facebook part of this verse. So verse forty, it says. Now, my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Now arise, O Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your saints rejoice in your, in your goodness. O Lord God, do not reject your anointed one. Remember the great love promised to David, your servant. Now I'm going to stop there real quick. So the, the context of this, what is happening? Clearly somebody's praying, right? So it's Solomon had, had uh, been working on the temple. And so we, we know from biblical history, or maybe you don't know, but I'm going to give you a little history lesson because it's Independence Day-ish, and that's all about history. And so uh, the Israelites were in Egypt, and they were in know. And then they came out of Egypt and into the promised land, and David became the king, and he wanted to build the temple to honor God. But God said, no, don't do that, because he was a man of war. And so he said, I'm going to have your son Solomon build the temple. So Solomon uh, was a king, and he built the temple. And so the the previous part of chapter 6 is him building the temple and dedicating the temple to God. And so what, what he was asking is this is the end of his prayer. And he's saying, now God, please, we want your presence here. 
Is that our prayer? Now, God, please, we want your presence here. Lord God, rain down, come down, come to the resting place. We have, we have made it perfect for you. Have we made a place perfect for him? We have made this place for you. We want to be clothed in your salvation. Oh, Lord, may your priests, God, be clothed in salvation. He's, he's asking God to come down and be with his people, be with the Israelites, because they have, they have decided to consecrate a place, have made a way, and, and put something in their midst to say, Lord God, we want to honor you with this. And as New Testament believers, we are the temple. Is our heart ready? Is our heart consecrated? Is our heart a resting place for God? Do we want to be a resting place for God? Do we want his anointing to be on us because of his great love? We have mercy, and it will if we ask him. Just like Solomon in this prayer of, now arise, O Lord God, and come to your resting place, you and your ark of your might. We want to see God's great, might, mighty work. And then so he finishes praying this. And then in chapter 7, it goes on to say, When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter. The temple of the Lord, became because of the glory of the Lord, filled it. When, the, when all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, God is good. His love endures forever. So um, about a month ago now, it was the day of Pentecost, right? And so we celebrated the day of Pentecost talking about the Holy Spirit coming down in fire, right? And so the, the disciples were in that upper room. They were sitting there waiting and they were praying. They were asking God to do something great because Jesus had died and rose again. And then he ascended and he said, go into Jerusalem and wait for power. And so that's what they were doing. And then fire came down and filled that place. And tongues of fire were on the heads of the people. Because now that Christ has come, Christ has fulfilled the law, and he has made it so that we're not looking to a building. We are looking at people who are the temple of God. People. Each one of us is the temple of God. And don't we want the fire to come down and to fill the temple? And then even, even people around us can say, there's something different. I see something from that person. There is some sort of, some something, some mercy, some grace, some joy, some overwhelming something from that person. The Holy Spirit consumes. The Holy Spirit shows, right? And then so as, as the Holy Spirit fills each one of our temples, we want His presence to show peace and hope and love and grace so that people will bend the knee and say, Lord, I do need you. He is good and his love endures forever. His love endures forever. In a world of fear, in a world of, of uncertainty, we, we can see that every day, not sure what's going to happen, right? Because 
this, this rule's in effect because of this thing, this rule's in effect because of this thing, and we don't know what's happening. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but because of that, we have a great hope, and even if the hope isn't that everything will go back to normal and everything will be perfect, our hope can be heaven, because heaven is real and heaven is our perfect resting place, where the glory of the Lord is always there, right? The ark of your might. Lord God, be with us here and there. And we know that his love endures forever. His love endures forever. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but forever. Way beyond us. Way beyond what we can, our, our, our lifespan, if you're, if you're little, older, older, or, you know, older, older, older. Either way, his love endures forever. Way beyond us. We want to see his fire come and fill our temples. That's what we want. Waymaker, miracle worker. He's always working, whether we see it or feel it. His love endures forever because he is good. He is good. So in, in, in a world, in a country that, that yesterday, maybe there's less things to celebrate because of, of this person or that person saying this, making this rule, all these kinds of things. We're like, well, I... I Sometimes we have pride and we say, you know what? What if the, 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 the pride and the arrogance that, that we have saying that we have to do this, we have to do that, what if it's less about that and what if it's more about we just want to see the fire of God inside of us and the fire of God, the, the Holy Spirit passion, the Holy Spirit speaking through us and, and just being able to be seen from everyone, that's what will change, not our pride, not our complaining, not our speech. Because it's great to have freedom of speech, great to have all the freedoms that we do have, and I love them, and I'm wonder, and I'm, I'm so thankful that we do have all these freedoms, but what if we didn't have them? If we didn't have freedoms to do this, is this building where the presence of God is, or is each one of us where the presence of God is? We, um, so Tracy, you know, being here, she's having the, the uh, fundraiser, and I encourage everybody, if you can, you should go to it because uh, it's wonderful to support her. But she's from a country where she, they can't do this as freely as we can, but they're doing it because it's not about a building. And a building is wonderful, but it's about people. It's about people who are the temple of God, because we want, to, we want to see the fire of God come down on each person and not wait for one place, but see the presence of God in all of us all the time, because he is good and his love endures forever. So the, the rest of um, uh, this section right here, I'm not going to read it because it talks about all of the, all of the sacrifices they've had. Um, and it's pretty crazy. I mean, if you think about it, like, realistically, not just in words, that's like a lot of dead animals. Like, honestly, that's a little crazy. But he talks about all of the, all of the uh, sacrifices that they do in honor of God because they don't care how much it's going to cost. They don't care how much it, it, difficulty it's going to be, how long it's going to take. They only want to honor God because they saw his fire. They saw his presence. Isn't that what we want? We don't care. We shouldn't care about those things. We should only care about how God is moving. 
And then so if you turn the page or maybe not, but uh, verse 11. So in verse 11, it says, When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, isn't it, isn't it amazing? We're talking about the Old Testament. The Lord appeared to him. The Lord still appears to all of us. The Lord appeared to him. And the Lord said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people. Verse 14. Now this is the one probably most of you are going to notice and remember. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to your prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. So in this passage, he's talking about the physical temple. But we are the temple of God. It says we are the, the temple of God. I have chosen to con and consecrated this temple so that my name will be there forever. Is, your, is Christ's name written on your heart? Because sometimes, right, it says, when I shut up heaven so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a, f a plague, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. There's a lot going on right now, right? There is wars, there is plagues, there is things like that. Maybe we don't use the word plagues as much anymore, but a global pandemic is just the, the scientific word for plague, kind of, right? Are we humbling ourselves and saying, yeah, God, you know what? There is bad things going on, but I trust you. I will humble myself. I will pray. I will seek your face because I want the presence and the fire and the Holy Spirit to come upon me and to come upon my family and my friends and the people in my neighborhood and the, na and the people in their neighborhood and wherever you are because globally there's something going on that is not good. It's sad. Everything from God, everything is good or sad. And sometimes we can, we can focus so much on the sad that we forget that God is always working, even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. He's always working. He's the miracle worker, the way maker. If my people who are called by my name, are we called by his name? We're called by his name to be the light of the world, the city on the hill, to be the royal priesthood. We are the priests who have, who have salvation covering us now. And we get to have that strength and peace and hope, knowing that no matter what it looks like, 
no matter what is going on, we can stand firm on the rock of salvation, on the rock of Jesus Christ, because he is there for us, even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, because he is always working. We, sometimes we, we, we look at um, America as the, the, the new Israel or the new Jerusalem, but it's not that. It's a country full of people who are sinful. The whole world is a world full of sinful people, but if my people, my people, we're not Israel, we're not the Jews, but we are God's people. We are God's people. This land is not our home. Our home is heaven. But sometimes we, we confuse that and we say, God bless America, land that I love. And I do love America. I've been a- around the world. I've been lots of different places, and America's awesome. You know, when you, 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 can, you can travel around the world, and you're like, well, this place is, this place is good. This place is cool. And, but then when you come back, you're like, I do like this place. I can go right over there and there's Walmart. I go right over there and get anything I want. Maybe Walmart closes early now and it's frustrating, but you know what? We're just a little selfish sometimes. Hey, just think about the employees, right? They get to go home. You don't have to have employees who are up all night like, oh, I'm just tired. I have the graveyard shift, you know? Like, if you think about it that way, like, oh, the employees get to be with their families instead of man, I can't go out and get something at two in the morning like I normally would. I'm sleeping by then. I don't know if anybody else is, but, but honestly, if somebody's like pregnant right now, it would be a struggle because when, when your wife is, is pregnant and you're, and she's like, where's my pickled ice cream? You're like, I'm getting pickled ice cream. I don't care what time it is, but right now, so it it may be a little bit of a struggle right now, but God is always working. He is always doing something. And so when, when we're willing to, to step back and say, I don't know what I, what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but God knows what's going to happen. So God, all I want is, to you, is, is for you to now arise, O Lord, and come to your resting place. Me. Burn within my heart. Burn within my mind. All I want is to know you. All I want is to see you. All I want is you. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be proud. I want to humble myself before you and know that you are God because no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, you are the one who's in control and you're the way maker and you are the miracle worker. That's what we, that's what we want. He is with us. So America is not the new Jerusalem, but we can look at this and we can say that in this land that I love, he will help heal it by his spirit moving. Not that it's the promised land, but because we are his people. And, And we can say, Lord God, help to heal our land. How? Through his spirit moving in people, each one of us and then more people, and more people, and more people. And as, as people experience the presence of God, they will fall on their knees and find Christ. And I, I've been listening, um, or I, I read, a, read a book called Surprised by Joy, and it's the 
autobiography of C.S. Lewis. And if you know me, you know I love C.S. Lewis. And I never read that book before, but I just finished it. And the idea here is that he explains his journey from as a little kid and then how he was surprised by joy, meaning when Christ impacted his life and he finally felt peace. And it's interesting because he ran away from God so much. He was raised in a, in a, in a home where, where, where Christ was followed and he, was, he was, went to church, but then he became an atheist. And he was like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do with God. And then finally, because of people in his life, he came to Christ. Because of certain people who, who asked him things. Because of certain people who were willing to, to do something because of the fire that was burning inside of them, because the Holy Spirit was saying, yeah, talk about these things. Even though this guy gets mad at me when I do talk about God, they continue to do it. And because of that, we have this, this great theologian teacher who, who wrote so many books, who helped so many people, who many people came to Christ because of his ministries, because people were willing to keep talking about it, because there was a fire burning inside of them, because they were the place of God's resting glory and resting grace, and God did not reject them. Oh Lord, do not reject your anointed one. Remember the great love you promised to David, your servant. God has given so much love to each of us, and we're not supposed to be a reservoir. We're supposed to be a funnel. And as, as God pours out his love and his grace, we're supposed to be pouring out love and grace to other people around us. So um, I want to finish with talking a little bit from 2 Corinthians. So we've been talking about uh, the, the temple and, and, and what it looks like. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, Paul, is, Paul is writing a little bit about the, the, the old covenant versus the new covenant. And so he's talking about Moses. And so, um, I'm going to start on verse 12, because in the day of Moses and Solomon, God's presence was in a building. And this is what I've been encouraging you with. And it says in verse 12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. So the, the story behind this is Moses went up to the Mount, of Mount Sinai and he, and he saw God. And when he did, his face shone with, with radiant power because of God's presence. And so when he came down from the mountain, he was so bright and the, the presence of God was so on him that the people of Israel are like, whoa, whoa, you should probably put something on that because I'm scared of God's presence. So he hid his face. He hid his face. And then it goes on to say, um, but their minds were made dull because they only saw through a veil, right? They saw his face. They saw the presence of God through a veil. For to do this, for to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It, was not, it has not been removed because only Christ is it taken away. Only in Christ. Because we have Jesus Christ, the veil is removed. 
even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The veil is taken away whenever someone is turned to the Lord. Because in the story, um, Surprised by Joy, C.S. Lewis explains that, 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 that these, these people are, are telling him about things. And he said he was, he was on a walk one day and he just felt like there was something heavy, a weight. Or he said like a, like a corset or like a suit of armor squeezing him. And he had a choice to take it off or to keep it on. Because his heart was veiled and he chose to take it off. When he did the presence of God, he, was, he, he felt and experienced who God was. And that is what happens when, when the power of God is, is released and the power of God is, is shown to all people. Then verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who are with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of God are being transformed into his likeness and with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. When we talk about America, we talk so much about freedom, but where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, where, the, where, where God is pulled out of places, where God is, is taken out of places, that is not freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Even in the Old Testament, Paul is talking about people who, who have a religious mindset, people who, who, who are following the Old Covenant of, of works, of I have to do this, I have to do that, and they want God to be in a building, just like the temple, right? They want to see that fire come in a building. They don't want to see it on their hearts. They don't want to see it in their lives. They're veiled. They're dulled. There's a lot of veiled people in our country right now. There's a lot of people who've been, who've been deceived into knowing or into believing that, that certain things um, certain things are going on or, you know, there's, there's this racism that's real crazy right now. And yes, racism is a real thing. But the reason we have racism is because we are sinful people. God is the God of freedom. Now the, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The reason we have problems like that is because the Spirit of the Lord is not in all of us. Because we are sinful. Because there are so many people who have veiled faces. And we don't want to be those people. We don't want to have veiled faces or dulled hearts knowing that, oh, I, I, I don't understand, and I'm just going to ignore it. But we must see that God is the God of freedom. When the fire of the Lord comes upon us, because we say, Lord God, now I want to I experience your freedom. Now I want to experience your fire. Holy Spirit, fill me now. And then we see the fire of God in our hearts and, and coming off of us all the time because he is love. God is love. So we must have love for all people because God sent his son so that the world may be saved. For God so loved the world, not just this kind of person, that kind of person. No matter who you are, no matter where you came from, no matter what economic background you have, no matter if you've done well, if you haven't done well, that doesn't matter. Christ came for the world. 
and we are his chosen people. We are the, the light of the world. So we should be for the world, not just for this kind of person or that kind of person. It doesn't matter. Racism is a lie from the enemy to help divide us. There's the us or them. There's us or them in, in racism. There's us or them in, in, in the COVID stuff. There's the us or them in all of these different areas. God is not the God of us or them. God is the God of unity. He is one. There is three in one. God is the God who shows that unity is, is truly possible. He is a unity-building God, and his fire comes down through the, the power of the Holy Spirit because of Jesus who made the way for the veil to be torn, because of God's plan. All three we're very active in what we experience, what we can think, and what we can feel and see today. And it's important that we, as believers, work toward unity in the body and unity in our families and unity in, in multiple bodies. As, as the church, sometimes we fight and bicker between churches more than people outside of churches about this issue, that issue. Unity brings us together. Unity. Solomon said, Solomon said that um, he, wanted to, he wanted his priests to be clothed with salvation. Oh Lord, do not reject your anointed ones. Do not reject. When we're not in unity, when we're not together, we are, we are not creating a place that God can be exalted. God wants to be exalted in your life. He is the Spirit, and He is where He is. There is freedom, so we have freedom. And sometimes if we feel like our freedoms are being violated as Americans, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So whether we're allowed to do something, not allowed to do something, if we know that in our hearts and in our minds, God is the God of freedom, and He gives us freedom, no man can take away the freedom that Christ has given us. No matter what it looks like, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on, Christ gives us real freedom. And as long as we trust Him for all that we have and know that He is the one who gives us true freedom, we will be able to continue in that joy, in that peace, in that love, that faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that comes from the Holy Spirit living inside of us. It's important that we that we stand up for ourselves too. But know that Christ gives us the freedom. Christ gives us freedom. It's not a piece of paper. It's not man or men or women somewhere. It's Christ who gives us freedom. So if we trust in Christ versus a piece of paper or, or men in a place or women in a place or wherever people are talking about rules and regulations and this and that, it's Christ who gives us freedom. Let's honor him through, through our trust and obey in him. That's where our freedom comes from. The spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Um, you want to come up? So we're going to end with a song, and I would like to pray. I'd like to pray for our country because I believe that, that our country is, is a place that I do love. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her. 
mountains, prairies, seas. And we do love her. It's, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to be Christians because we do have freedoms. But God needs to be the one who leads her and guides her, not just people, not just a person, but God. So if you would stand with me, raise your hands. We're going we're gonna to pray together as, as I pray. Just lifting your hands saying, I, I agree that we're going to pray for America. We're going to say that, that, that God is the one who, who gives us freedom. And God is the one who stands beside us and helps our country understanding, helps our leaders understand what we should do, where we should go, because there's so many confusing things. There's so many things that are going on that people have may, may not experienced before, but God knows all things. The Holy Spirit's fire burning through us to help others who are leading. Lord God, we thank you so much, Lord Jesus, that you give us freedom. Father God, help us to understand that, that without veiled faces, we can see your goodness. It doesn't matter if we, uh, who we are or where we came from. Lord God, you give us freedom. You give us peace. You give us help and hope, Lord God. Help us to have attitudes that honor you, Lord God. Help us to, to have a fire burning inside us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, just like Solomon prayed, now, O oh Lord, send your Spirit on us, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, rain your fire, rain your presence, Lord God, on each one of us here, Lord Jesus, because we want to be people who stand and burn for you in a dark time in our country, Lord God. We know that you're the one who leads and guides us. Thank you, Father God, because you are for us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that where you are, there is freedom. And no matter what it looks like, Lord Jesus, we know that you're always in control and we will trust you first. We will honor you first, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for the, for the freedoms that we have, Lord Jesus. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you continue to show your mercy and your grace and help, Holy Spirit, to our, to our leaders, to, to those making decisions, Lord God, whatever government they're in, Lord God, local, state, federal, Lord God, and global, Lord God, global leaders who are there, Lord God. As, as, as the world is very dark and in fear, Lord God, we know that you are the, the God who releases fear, Lord God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Perfect love drives out fear, Lord God. Help us to have perfect love to drive out freedom, or to drive out fear, Lord God. Fear of, fear of sickness, Lord God. Fear of, of oppression and uh, racism, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that you are the God of freedom and peace. Lord God, help us to stand on your peace. Lord God, we want to be fitted with the shoes of peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, for each one here, Lord God, we ask that you continue to show us your goodness and show us your mercy, Lord Jesus. Father God, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your moving, for your spirit, for your glory, Lord God. For your reigning your fire, Lord God, on Pentecost. And now each one of us gets to be, gets to be the resting place, gets to be the light of the world because you burn on the inside of us, Lord God. Open up opportunities, Lord God. Father God, minister through us, Lord Jesus. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You want to sing one more song?
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Light in the darkness. see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when I don't see it you're working
Help us to be your people, Lord God. Help us to, to always look to you, Lord God, because we know you're the one who does it, Lord God. We're the ones who get, a, get to enjoy the ride, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we get to honor you with our lives. Father God, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the rest of this day, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for everyone here. Lord God, we ask that you continue to show us your goodness, Lord God. Father, we ask that you continue to um, help us see your goodness and your mercy every day, Father God. Lord Jesus, give everyone safe and uh, productive days, Lord God. And Father God, help us to honor you this week. Lord Jesus, if um, we, we ask that you bless the offering, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you're continuing to bless the offering and, and bless this church so that we can continue to show your goodness and your mercy to many people in Greenville. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen.